Hi, Marked listeners. We're planning some exciting things for the future of the podcast, so we want to hear from you. Take our fun survey and give us all of your opinions about Marked to enter for a chance to win a Lifeway Women backpack filled with Bible studies and other great resources for diving into God's Word. To take the survey, go to lifewaywomen.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. This is the Marked Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heineman. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you joined us today. Welcome to another episode of the Marked Podcast. We're so glad that you have joined us. Hello. Um, this episode was one um, that we, that Elizabeth and I were really excited about because mm-hmm. we got to record live at Life by Women Live in Orlando, Florida. And, so fun. Um, I know. And got to sit down with not only Kelly Mentor, but a, bu- a bunch of our other authors and Bible study teachers that you're going to hear from over the next couple of months and some fun bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that this episode was recorded live. And so there was a lot going on because we were on the concourse in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the event. But The um, audio will be a little different. You yeah. might want to adjust your volume. We just wanted to give you that warning. Yes, just a heads up. But it's fun because it's like you're right there with us. Exactly. And we got to meet some of you, which was a ton of fun. And um, we also, we not only asked Kelly the same three questions that we asked everybody else, Mm -hmm. uh, but we also asked her about her two new um, Bible, her brand new Bible study and her brand new cookbook that's coming out this fall. I know. um, And just got to talk with her a little bit more about those. So exciting. So her Bible study is called Finding God Faithful. And it's about the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. Um, and just how in the midst of hardship, tragedy, and unanswered questions, sometimes it's hard to glimpse God. Yeah. But we can, we will, anytime we find God, we will find him faithful. Yes. And so just kind of tracing that faithfulness throughout Joseph's life. And mm-hmm. you can tell us more about that because you edited the teen version. I did. I know yeah. that was, there's a first time for everything. And this is my first <laughs> time to edit a Bible study, but I got to take kind of the women's version of finding God faithful mm-hmm. and just make it a little bit more applicable to teenage girls. Yeah. And so if you've got a teen girl or a college age girl in your life, that would be great for her to use. But it just, I really feel like I, I learned a lot by mm-hmm. walking through this Bible study. So I've, you know, gotten to watch the videos and, you know, walk through all the pages of it. And it just really is a really unique story um, in the life of Joseph. And there's so much that we can learn. Yes. Um, today from from his life and so I hope that you guys will really enjoy that yeah and just so that y'all know when we have a teen girl version of the bible study a lot of times we create those to where you can do it alongside your daughter or your niece or your Sunday school class Mm -hmm. or whatever they they run parallel so you can do it together yes and get the different books it's basically just like instead of talking like some of the examples are different like we right. talk about stuff that's happened at school or with mm-hmm. friends rather than with your husband and your kids yeah or, you know or about like your kitchen like we're talking more about like what's happening on social media yeah. and so it's just kind of some changes and nuances for girls that just makes it more applicable to their life stage a little bit less homework but still taken from the yeah. same content and so um, it really is fun to hear when women and girls are getting to do these yes. alongside of one another we love that And then the other resource that we talk with Kelly about just a little bit is A Place at the Table, which is Fresh Recipes for Meaningful Gatherings. And it's a new cookbook that's coming out soon that she... um, she wrote with Regina Pinto, mm-hmm. whom you know. I do. And, well, I know her too, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, just a lovely lady that we love. And she um, 
you know, if you know Kelly, if you've done any of her Bible studies, yep. you know that she has recipes in every Bible study because she believes that everybody has a place at the table and that food brings us together, which, yeah. you know, all throughout the Bible, we see that. It's so so true. food brings us together. And so um, Kelly wrote this cookbook and with Regina, and it's just such a great opportunity it's a beautiful cookbook like Uh i've seen some of the pages of it oh gosh it's gorgeous it's so pretty like you'll want to have this on display in your kitchen and it's just it includes recipes but it also includes personal stories of just how god has shaped kelly's community through cooking and eating and so who doesn't want who doesn't want a community shaped through cooking and eating Uh, i mean sign me up (laughs) right so that releases october 15th of this year Mm -hmm. and i mean we're both really excited about it i have actually eaten i think you have too like yes gonna eat some of kelly's food that she's brought up here to our teams kelly if you're listening if you ever want to try out any more recipes on us we'd be happy yeah (laughs) yes for sure and so um i hope that you enjoy today's episode it's a little bit different um but a ton of fun and so enjoy today's episode Welcome to another episode of the Mark Podcast. We are live at Lifeway Women Live in Orlando. Can hey audience, can y'all let them know that you're here? Oh. Wow. Hands down, the best audience we've we had so far. So I'm live. not even joking. I'm not <laughs> so even joking. Loud. So much fun. Yeah, so we're so fun. Or we're having so much fun. No, you are and fun. We are, we fun, are too. fun, yes. But we're with Kelly Minter, and so we just wanted to ask you a few questions um, kind of centered around the theme of a quarter of three strands yeah. and how we're um, doing life together. So the first one is about, though, our relationship with Christ. And so how has your relationship with Christ been a sure foundation in your life? Mm-hmm. And then how has it affected your everyday now? Okay. Well, it, it, it is a sure foundation, and it's been a sure foundation because it's the only sure foundation. Yeah. It's what I've come to. Uh, there's, um, I remember Jen Wilkins said something um, at a, another Lifeway event that I was at last year. After, I, she was going through cancer and she goes, you know, I always thought that God, I wanted God to be um, all I wanted. I wanted him to be all I needed. But she goes, when I went through this, I realized that he was all I had. Mm. And that was so profound for me because um, the more we go through life, the more we realize that even our friendships, our health, our finances, our dream jobs, our resources, um, our spouses, our children, whatever it might be, none of that is a sure foundation. Jesus Christ is the only sure foundation. And so how that's worked out for me in my everyday now, um, well, I I, I guess some of the answers are, are gonna be pretty fundamental, but I try in the mornings to establish that truth in my heart over and over by being in the word, I mean, again, it's like, I wish, I wish that I had some like brilliant new way to package this, but I mean, this is the being in the word is what establishes that foundation for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the more we understand who Jesus is, what he came to do, what his kingdom means, what he's brought, all of those pieces and how we're to live and, 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 and who he is, who he has been, who he, um, all of those pieces that it gives us that sure foundation. So I'm in the word, I'm in prayer, um, I'm in community. We talked about that quarter three strands where we're, we're in community. We're talking to one another about the truth. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe even being single, I've had, I've had to learn that in a unique way. I'm not mm-hmm, saying a, yeah. a better or deeper way. I, it's just a unique way that he, Jesus Christ really is the sure foundation because there's just, 
everything else is temporary. It's finite. People yeah. will fail us. I think in some ways it's my life message, the no other God's message that yeah. put your hope in these things. And um, people make wonderful friends and spouses and kids, but they make terrible saviors. Yeah. Um, but Jesus is the sure foundation. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's like something that every single one of us, like in different seasons, I think that it feels easier. And then in seasons, it feels harder. That's right. But it's just that important daily step to just lean in and go, okay, Lord, what are you saying? Like, Mm -hmm. where, like, where are you directing me? Because if we don't do that first, then like, we're just aimlessly wandering and doing our own thing. Right. So, which is never ends well. No, No. it's, it's like the, yeah, UBU. And I was saying that earlier that when I, when me, when me is me, that's not always the best move, right? I got to start with the foundation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's think about like, we're talking a lot about being better together this weekend and being in community. And, and, and I love even looking out too, because we see so many women who are here with their friends, who are here with their sisters, their daughters, all of that, that were gathered together here as women in community and very, they're probably only not that many women who can, even came here alone. Yeah. I mean, like I've, I've done it. It's, oh, but there are, there are always some, but so many of us, like we're here to either find community or, you know, for whatever reason that that may be. And so tell us a little bit about how community and relationships with others has, has marked your walk with yeah, Christ. Absolutely. Well, and I do just want to say too, that for those of you who even have come alone, you're not alone because yeah. we are the body of Christ Amen. and we're in a presence together and we share that. And that, which is, that's, what's so cool about yeah. the family of God. Mm-hmm. But, um, so sorry, the question again is, uh, like, tell us how community and relationships have marked your walk with oh, Christ like, yeah. with other people. Oh, uh, there, uh, here's the thing. The Christian, when we talk about trying to do our Christian faith privately, there's no such, there's no such thing because yeah. the faith in Jesus Christ automatically assumes that there is a body and that we are in family. In fact, Jesus very uh, profoundly um, redefines the family where he talks about, um, oh, if if you do the will of my father, you are my brother, you are my mother, you are my sister. I mean, this is so profound. Um, So for me, um, even as one, excuse me, who's not married and I don't have children, I'm so thankful to be able to say that it is very, very rare that I eat dinner on any given night by myself. Mm. Um, and I, I count that as a gift because it, I have really great friendships. Um, my brother lives down the street with his, um, and, and his wife with their two little girls and their little boy. And so I've got some family in that way. Um, I have friends in my church. Um, and my friendships have, and my family, my parents and my siblings, they've marked everything about me. Um, we, I talked about David and Abigail earlier today and, 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 and as David is getting totally off track and he's about to go slay his enemy Nabal and he's about to completely disobey the Lord's commands, Abigail comes as one who is in community with him and says, no, 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 David, let's return to the Lord. Let's yeah. return to the word. Let's return to what he has promised you. And she, she helps reestablish him. And what would have happened if Abigail had not come? What would have happened if that friendship had not come? And these are the friendships that mark my life constantly. And believe yeah. me, I am no picnic. And so there are definitely times where my friends have to go, okay, Kelly, seriously, like that is out of line or that is, you are so up in your flesh. Or my friend April, she likes to just tell me, just go to bed, <laughs> just go to bed. It's time. Just go to bed. We're not gonna yeah. rehash this anymore. Um, or, hey, I think that's your pride. I'm just going to challenge you. Um, the, um, my friend, Mary Catherine, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, the last few weeks I've been darting out of church, like darting out because I've had so little time. And so I've just been like bolting out. And she 
mine was like on a Tuesday. She goes, hey, I just want to challenge you about something. I said, oh, great. What are you challenging <laughs> me about? She goes, I want to challenge you. She goes, I want to challenge you about not lightning bolting it out of church. Mm. Like have a conversation. I'm like, okay, yes. And I love church. It was just the season. It's the season. But yeah. I needed somebody else to tell me what they were seeing. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, you, we have to have people that we can be fully vulnerable with. I have people in my life. Somebody, well, I'll put it this way. Not, no one person knows everything, but somebody knows all the, like, all the pieces. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Up, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't sleep together. last night, so I can't put this all together. <laughs> but yeah, all the things are known by someone, yeah. if that makes sense. That totally yeah. does. Um, and so I can be vulnerable. We have to have that. I would challenge you not to keep secrets. Um, the enemy loves to keep us in shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he loves to tell us, oh, you can't tell anybody that. And, you, and, and that will just eat you alive. And it, I have found a great deal of freedom just being able to to share and confess openly. So yeah, my friends have, have, and family have marked me um, endlessly, endlessly. And I think there's that that healthy balance in there of being, not being afraid to be bold with our friends because I think so many of us are afraid to say the hard oh, thing yeah. because they're like, well, what if they don't like me? What if they don't want to spend time with me? What if they get mad at me? And like, we're called to be as sisters in Christ to hold one another accountable and in kindness and in love say those things to right. one another. And we all need a Mary Catherine, like what yes. you're saying, who's going to uh-huh. go, Hey, like I've been seeing this happen. And it's not like, it's not like it's that big of a deal, right. but that friend who will say, Hey, like, here's a little thing that I think you need to be aware of. Like, oh, and we there all are big deals like too. That. They get into yeah. big deals too. <laughs> Just stuff that maybe I don't want to talk about. Like I, you know, with, with all your friends, maybe, I mean, I could, but you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe not today. Yeah. And I was just going to say like, that's, um, I was listening to a, a podcast this morning with Lori Wilbert. And she was talking about how the church is God's idea. Like the, yeah. it's one of his best ideas, like to be the family of God and how, and when you were talking about that, like I am, I can call out my family members really quickly, a lot more than I'm like going to call out my friends. Like yeah. you have siblings, you know, like you're willing to be like, Hey, you, what you're doing is wrong right. with your brother or sister, yes. like your biological brother or sister. And so to like, to take that into the family of God. Like these mm-hmm. are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so how do we treat each other like the siblings that we are? Yeah. And so um, I think that also segues well, because when we do that, we show the world this hope in this family. It's like also yes. one of God's, I think, best witnesses. Absolutely. Is, um, and so what we're going to ask next is about taking our faith into the culture and especially like after a weekend like this, how do you, what encouragement or advice would you give to women as they get ready to take what they're learning here uh-huh. out into the world? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I really believe that we are in a day where those who are um, not um, followers of Jesus Christ are desperate to see truth yeah. and they're desperate to see it lived out in a real way. And they will be able to um, scope out what is just rhetoric and what's just your presentation and what's just a, you know, a canned phrase. They will be able to, to, to um, scope that out in an instant. But when people begin to see a transformed life, um, when they yeah. begin to see you die to yourself, um, like Lisa Turkhurst talked about earlier, like forgive when it's just totally impossible yeah. apart from Jesus Christ. Um, when they begin to see you walk through hardship with hope, um, when you begin to be able to articulate the word of God in a way that is is um, intellectually informed, but also heart 
transformed, where they can see it. Mm -hmm. um, that, that to me is what speaks and that's what resonates. And I would say too, sometimes we're trying to get people from point A to point Z in one, like we, we want those experiences where somebody goes, what must I do to be saved? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which we, you know, you love that when that happens. But generally speaking, and you even see it with Jesus with the disciples, he took people on a journey. Yeah. And having people into our homes, um, seeing what they need, listening to them, sitting with them, holding the hand of an elderly person or taking somebody in our office um, out to work. I'll tell you, um, a friend of mine, I was in an office recently and um, she was in human resources and someone came to her and was really struggling at work. And my friend could tell that this person was struggling in a deeper way, like not just in a work, like she knew the work issue was just the symptom. And so after everybody had left the room, my friend came up alongside her and she goes, listen, there's some, I just feel like something deeper is going on. And she began to share that she had had two abortions in the last six months. And she was, or, sorry, that's impossible, in the last two years. And she, um, and one had been in the last six months and she was struggling so deeply with so much guilt and so much shame. And my friend, was able to, to say, let's go get coffee yeah. and let's talk about this. And she was able to, to um, pull somebody from um, her church to meet with her. And it's been this amazing story. And yeah. that's just doing life with people. That's being sensitive to their needs. That's mm -hmm. um, listening. It's being kind. Um, so I would, I would just say the more you're in scripture, the more you're in prayer, and the more you're personally being transformed by Jesus Christ and you talk about him, that's where the Holy Spirit works. Yeah. Yeah. It's just where he does his work. But we can't expect to go out into the world and have all this amazing fruit if, if Jesus isn't changing our lives. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a big problem. Is we come out with our rhetoric and our posters and our sayings, and that just falls flat. Yeah. People want to see a changed life. They want to see a dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. they do. And I think that speaks to, I mean, even just if you take it at the foundational, like the way we learn, like there's that old saying that like teachers use it a lot. Like if you teach me some, if you tell me something, I'll remember it for like two days or something like that. But if you show me, then I'll remember it. And then if you involve me, I remember it for the rest of my life yeah. or something like that. Teachers can correct yes. me because I've probably yeah. got that wrong. But essentially that's what you're talking about is it's, it's not only showing and telling, but much more than that, it's involving them. Yes. Like, hey, let's and that's have what Jesus coffee did. and talk about this. Exactly. And that's what Paul did. What it, um, mm -hmm. I just read it. I think it's in First Thessalonians where Paul says, we didn't just share with you the gospel or the word of God, but we shared with you our lives yep. also. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, there it is. Right. Yeah. That's inconvenient. Mm -hmm. But that's what's going to, that's what's going to what is going to make the difference. Yeah. And yeah. we were in um, something at work the other day, Elizabeth and I were, where we were just very clearly reminded that like ministry is hard. Yeah. And like walking out our faith is not meant to be easy. And so when those challenges come, I think there's this temptation to cut and run. And, yeah. and that's why that community piece is so important. Yes. And that like, those foundational pieces, all these things that we've been talking right. about over the last few minutes, like when those things come into play, it keeps us in check and in our lane, but also to go, like ministry is hard, like life is hard, but God is good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can stand on that. Uh -huh. and, um, and I know Kelly, like I love that, that, that those are things that you integrate in your writing and your teaching mm -hmm. and like in just your, I'm so grateful for the way that you do share about your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. So um, in such a way that I think when, like when I've sat down with one of your Bible studies, I feel like I get to know you better. Yes. And um, you know, and I, 
like switching. That was that was quite a little. I was going to say that was a nice very new right there. That was very nice. That was real subtle. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't always happen that well. Yeah. Um, but you have a brand new Bible study coming out August first. That's right. Finding God Faithful mm-hmm. on the life of Joseph. Joseph in Genesis. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh. Not Mary and Joseph. But yes. 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 Old Testament Joseph. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about a little bit about finding God faithful. Yeah. So, um, I had the opportunity to speak about Joseph for a year, um, for, for my cultivate events a couple of years ago. And I wasn't planning on, um, writing a Bible study on him at all. I just felt like the Lord leading me to teach at a cultivate. But after I got through with it, I thought, Oh man, this is an unbelievable study. And I'll tell you, there's two layers to it. Um, the first layer is all the things that you can imagine. Like it's all the, it's all the human experience, like that we go through. And Joseph, I think people are so enamored with him because here he was, he went from, you know, rags to riches, you know, he, he goes from a slave to being second in command of Egypt. Um, he's wronged. There's family fractures. There's terrible um, division. He's sold. Um, he is seduced um, by Potiphar's wife and yet he stands strong and yet he's unfairly punished after that mm-hmm. and he's in a dungeon and he has to serve when he's in a hard spot. And there is, um, there's, there's all kinds of complex family stuff going on and bitterness and forgiveness and all, and all the things that we all get. I mean, we just get Joseph. We just get that story. Yeah. It's because it's the human experience. What I, what I wasn't expecting to find and what I found really fascinating as I went was that there's this overarching layer of God's covenant promise that is pulling through the entire narrative. And it's not just about getting at Joseph's story and, and finding out the practical elements that we can pull out of it, although all of that is there. Um, but you have to go back um, two generations prior to Joseph, and you got to go to Abraham. Yeah. And where God makes this covenant and comes to Abraham and says, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. People are going to come from you and may, be um, a great nation, and I will be their God, and they will, they will have land, and there will be this promise. And what is amazing is that it seems that that promise is going to come to an end. It seems mm-hmm. like God has yeah, lost yeah. control of Joseph's story and that this promise is coming to a screeching halt. But in reality, Joseph is exactly where he's supposed to be. It feels like a detour, but it's not. Yeah. And that it is Egypt. It is in Egypt where God is going to grow his people. And so the whole time God is staying faithful. And at the very end, and I hate to like spoiler alert, you know, right? But at the very end, the, the Genesis ends and Joseph's story ends with him his bones being buried in Egypt, mm-hmm. which is all wrong. Yeah. This is all wrong. Yeah. This is like not part of the covenant. This is, he's supposed to be in the land. They're supposed to be in Israel, Canaan. This is a promised land. This feels all wrong. But see, the thing is, is that it doesn't end with Joseph's story. God's yeah. covenant promise doesn't end there. And actually Joseph's bones get taken back to the land of Canaan. He makes sure of it, but that's not the end. Yeah. And Ultimately, Jesus would come, not through Joseph's line, actually, but through Judah's line. But Joseph would be part of, of, of helping proliferate that nation. So there was this really practical layer. And then there was this equally practical, but um, it was a bigger story. There's a yeah. bigger story going on and Joseph's one little act in it. And I think that just put my, it helped put my life in perspective. Yeah. yeah. And it helped me realize, oh, God's so got 
the, like he's way got this. Like I'm just yeah. I'm just this this piece. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really great for me. Awesome. Well, it's I know I'm I told uh, Kelly and I go to church together, and I told you a few weeks ago. I, I feel like we've spent a lot of time together because I've been working on the teen girl study um, of finding God faithful. So there's one for women, mm-hmm. also one for teen girls um, coming out August first. Um, but I think. One of the, one of my takeaways because I've already done the whole study, um, you know, was just that whole, like our in our culture today we are such an instant gratification culture, oh, yeah. and that is not the way that God works. No. You know, there there are very there are a handful of moments I feel like where God, like responds in a very what feels like a quick way, yeah. but so often it yeah. is in our waiting, it is in those the Egypt suffering. seasons, yeah. the suffering, the the not understanding on our part, what the wrestling but the trusting yeah, and, yeah. and seeing his hand and seeing his faithfulness, that that is where he does his best right. work and where we're most transformed. And, and it, was, it was in that suffering that God was making him fit for the yes. dreams that he had given him. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was like, uh-huh. that was so profound for me too, because God had given Joseph the dreams at 17, but it wasn't until, um, oh gosh, and now again, I'm, I have to go back to that study, mm-hmm. but it wasn't much, until much something later. like 17 years or so. Yeah, it was a yeah. long time mm-hmm. before that became... Um, fulfilled, but everything that he did in between was part of that purification. Yeah. Was part of the prep, the prep work for that place. None of it was wasted, and all of it was purposeful. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, y'all can find out more about that at lifeway.com/slash/finding-god-faithful, and we'll also link to that in today's show notes. So if you're listening to this in your car or while you're working out, we are not in our cars. We're working out today here at Life for Women Live. We're hanging out, but um, wherever you're listening, you can link to that. And one more thing. Yeah. Do you want to ask her about the last thing? Well, I was going to say all of your Bible studies include recipes. Yes. Oh, yes another good do. transitional statement. It's <laughs> good. I hear you're coming out with a cookbook. I'm coming out with a cookbook. I'm so excited. I've been working on this for a year and a half. And um, I've been working on it with a chef and a dear friend named Regina Pinto. Um, we do. A, we go to church together, mm-hmm. Regina and I and, and Mary Margaret. And um, Regina and I also travel with Justice and Mercy. We travel with Justice and Mercy International to the Amazon um, region of Brazil. And so um, Regina is Brazilian, and she's a retired chef. But she has um, she was a chocolatier. She um, has done amazing, she does amazing work and has um, sold into some of the top restaurants in Nashville. But she's retired. And so I said, Regina, if I do this cookbook, I have to do it with somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Like, I <laughs> like to cook, but I'm not a chef. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, through, she was very reluctant, but I twisted her arm and we, um, yeah, we, we got 90 recipes together. I wrote um, something like nine long stories about life. And I was able to kind of hit some things that I don't get to hit always in a Bible study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit more personal in some ways and some fun stuff. We did tips on like canning and gardening and making your own stock and how to decorate last minute and just all those fun things. Yeah. And it's called a place at the table because we wanted this to be about community. Exactly what we're talking about today. We wanted people to come together and cooking brings us together and we know food brings us together. Yeah. Sure does. And so it's called a place at the table, fresh recipes for meaningful gatherings. And I think it comes out October 1st and I am so ready because 
it was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. a long process. Yes. But That's it's beautiful. Awesome. I have not seen yeah. it like in real life, but I've seen photos of it Same. and it is gorgeous. You'll want it to be in your kitchen because yes. it's just, it's one of those cookbooks. Mm-hmm. And so, so um, when you listen to this episode, we will link to Cult- Kelly's Cultivative Inch, which if you've not been to one, they're mm-hmm. fantastic. And yeah. um, she travels all over the country doing cultivate events. Um, and so we'll link to that, to Justice and Mercy International, to where you can purchase Finding God Faithful and a place at the table and all of Kelly's other things. Yes. And so she is a woman of many talents and um, a good friend of ours. And so thank you so much hey, for spending you. some time with us this morning. This has been a lot of fun. It's been so fun. And thank you to and our to yeah, our friends out here. Can we hear from y'all one more time? Thank you. thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for making this not be awkward. Because <laughs> this could have been awkward. Like if I been. got here and there's nobody here. Yes. That, but you would have told me that that was just the plan. Yeah, like, it's okay. Just We're just set sitting up here to stage. chat. Yeah. Right. No big right. deal. So. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MaryMargaretC and at EDHeinman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Life by Women on all social media channels at Life by Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeByWomen.com forward slash podcast. And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for teen girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash comehome. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash comehome.